Ladies and gentlemen, welcome live to the Loud Marlin Fan Podcast. On this episode, the Loud Marlins fan, Chase, your host, will discuss his trip to Boston, Massachusetts. As the Marlins are in Boston on a three-day road trip this weekend, we're going to rehash some history from that Boston trip, including his proposal to his now wife, his experiences at Fenway Park, and with some Marlins players, including Jose Fernandez. So now let's go to your host, the Loud Marlins fan, and that is me. I am your Loud Marlins fan, your host for this podcast. Thank you for listening. You can call me Chase. I'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to add me on your favorite social media. You can find me on most at Loud Marlins fan, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Twitter is where I do most of my social media interactions, and then would be Instagram and TikTok in that order. So that is Loud Marlins fan. Please add me there. So welcome to this podcast. And for a couple minutes to start, I'm going to go over the history of my wife and I and how we met and how the Marlins came into our history of our relationship, which will lead into my proposal to my wife in Boston on the Boston Harbor to where we then went to two Marlins games in Boston on July 7th and 8th, 2015. So with that being said, welcome to the show. Going to again start with the history of my wife and I, now my wife and I, my girlfriend or friend at the time, barely even that, how we met. We met at the West Boca Ale House, Miller's Ale House in Boca Raton, Florida. We had a mutual friend who introduced us. Uh, let's just say when we met, there was no way she was going to date me as she is a 10. I'm a 5. I'm not her type. And we did not really speak after that except for her adding me on Facebook. When she added me on Facebook, a few weeks later, I had made a post right after the Marlins were home. And the Miami Heat had just won a championship. I think this was LeBron's second championship here in 2012. And it turns out, or ended up turning out, that I went to the Miami Heat parade. And the day be- night before the parade, I had made a post on social media. I think it was Facebook. Because I had season tickets with a couple of my friends in the 2012 Marlins season. And uh, my friend Madison, who was coming to the parade with me. Just a friend, always just a friend. And... I had posted, I have an extra ticket. So Jersey, who is my wife, that is her name, not spelled like the state. Jersey actually liked that Facebook post. And because of that, I was able to then, that was my in, and asked her by direct message or Facebook messenger if she would like to come to the game. A little creepy, but it worked, right? We're married now. Um... She ended up agreeing to go to the game, the Marlins game. The problem was that she was not coming to the parade with Madison and I. She was working. 
and would head down after work to uh, then Marlins Park. Is I'll refer to it as Marlins Park until I start talking about memories at Lone Depot Park. So keep in mind, we are in our mid-20s at this time. My wife, again, is a 10. And she had told me she's not coming alone, that she's coming with her guy friend. Now, my wife has a thick Peruvian accent. So when she said guy friend, it sounded like gay friend. So I didn't know. And we park it a lot, about a mile from Marlins Park. And when we park there, out comes, she met us with the guy. We, uh, Madison and I were drinking some brews before the game. It's again about a mile, a quarter mile away from the park. She, Jersey pulls into the lot with her friend, who out comes this very good looking guy. He's about 6'3", blonde, green or blue eyes, and they would make the perfect couple. So, again, I'm now worried that I will not have a chance. But during the game, she had gone to the bathroom, and I had the opportunity to ask him, are they together? Because they were kind of flirtatious or talking the whole time. They were good friends, apparently. Because, yes, he did come out as gay. Now, before I continue, I want to say I support any type of love for anybody. I am not one to judge. So that is totally okay with me. And it was even more okay knowing that they weren't together. So then I invited my wife to the Budweiser bar at Marlins Park. Where she, who doesn't drink that much beer at the time, ordered a uh, rum and coke or rum drink. They then asked her if she wanted the double. She looks at me and says, yes, I would like the double. I should have known then, right? All good. Uh, that was our first date. So that's how the Marlins have been part of our relationship since, let's say, day one. After our first meeting, of course. We would then go to multiple games together throughout 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 21. Obviously, not 2020. But she would watch me scream at my TV during last season. Although she, not being the big sports fan, does not get into it when she's at the games with me. She's mostly on her phone the whole time. So... We've traveled also to many parks, as I may have mentioned in other episodes you've listened to. We've been to Anaheim to not see Marlins game, although we did wear Marlins outfit, were those people. We've been to Anaheim. We've been to Washington, D.C. together, to Nationals Park. We did go to New York together. She didn't end up going to the game with me, but I've been to City Field. And, of course, on this episode, we're focusing on Fenway Park. So the year's now 2015. Uh, Jersey and I have been dating now for three years. I knew she was the one the moment I met her. Took her a little while to know it was me for her. Then we started dating. And we uh, made plans with my friend Justin to fly up to Boston. 
to see the uh, Marlins play a two-game series. I actually had a friend who worked for the Red Sox in their PR department, and she had promised me that she would get me tickets next time the Marlins are there. Now, during this time and period, it is when the Marlins would play in Fenway or the AL East every three or four years, home and home. So, meaning uh, we would travel there one year, and then the next year they're here. This is before we played the AL East every year. So we end up going to Boston, making plans for this awesome trip. We stayed at the Marriott in the Art District, which is about a 10-minute Uber from Fenway. And I had purchased a ring probably April 2015, where she uh, did not know. We had discussed marriage. I did end up asking her mom, I want to say in June 2015, if I could marry her. And she, of course, gave me her blessing. I think she thought I was joking. But I had purchased a ring and Justin knew. So we boarded our flight early morning from Fort Lauderdale on JetBlue Airways. Love JetBlue with their TV. Best planes, best uh, airliner I love to travel on. So it became, when am I going to propose? Because I didn't know Boston. I just knew I was going to Fenway and what time I was going to. I didn't plan that out, what I was going to wear. I didn't plan that out. Of course, I did bring my outfits, my crazy orange man outfit and whatnot, to the stadium or to Boston. So it became, how would I propose? And I'm going to discuss that with you after this short break from hearing from Anchor by Spotify, where this podcast is recorded. As I mentioned, the hardest part about proposing was deciding where I was going to propose to Jersey. I wanted to get it done because I was nervous and I wanted to make sure it was nice for her. So while we were on the plane, I would tap Justin. Jersey was sleeping. I'd go, Justin, should I wake her up? Should I go tell a flight attendant? Should I go like make this one of those plain ones like you saw a plane proposals like you Saul in uh, one of the Adam Sandler movies. And he said, no. When we landed, we were at the baggage claim. Hey, Justin, should I do it right here in front of everybody at the baggage claim? No. So we got to the hotel, checked in. It was about 11 a.m. And then the three of us went to dinner, went to lunch. We had planned on getting a lot of lobster and seafood because that's what Boston is known for. Boston does best. So we went to the harbor area. I'm not sure if this is where the tea party was. No taxation without representation. But we went to the Boston Harbor near the aquarium, and there was illegal seafoods there. So we planned on having lunch at Legal Seafoods. And 
there was this American flag in the center between the two and you're facing the water. And I thought this would be the perfect place for a proposal. So then I said to Justin, because I have the ring in my pocket in its box. I don't want her to notice. I really want to get it over with so we can make a fun trip out of this and her happy. So Justin goes, perfect spot. So how did Chase propose in Boston? As you see in the video that you may have seen on Twitter, what I did was I pretended I had to tie my shoe in front of the flag. So she's there taking pictures with Justin and I, and he knows what's going to happen next. So he's actually pretending to take real still shot photos. So she's doing her poses. And I get, I get, I go down and she goes, get up, get up. We have to take a picture. I said, nope, got to tie my shoe. She turns around and that's when I have the ring out. I had gotten out of my pocket secretly and asked her to marry me. And if you do go on the Twitter and see that video, she was very excited, uh, very surprised. And yes, she obviously said yes. Weight off my shoulders. We then go have our lobster lunch at Legal Seafood. And they actually gave us a bottle of wine, red Cabernet. Complimentary to celebrate the proposal. Now, this is the seventh. We have a game that night, and we actually have a stadium tour to go on. And we get there in time for the stadium tour, Justin, Jersey, and I. And we go around uh, the whole stadium of Fenway Park. Park. Beautiful ballpark, old. Uh, I've been to Wrigley Field, and you'll hear another episode about the uh, Chicago trip, my first time to Chicago at some point. So I've been to an older stadium before. That was one of my first away experiences. I had only been to Pro Player Stadium, uh, Joe Robbie Stadium, however you want to call that stadium, that the Marlins played at for the bulk of their Florida Marlin tenure. I say bulk because they did have some home games in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And I've been to Wrigley, so I was ready to experience another green ballpark, uh, older ballpark. And Fenway did not let down. Although the fans weren't always the friendliest, they were a little bit rude as I'm in my Marlins getup, my long socks, my plush hat, my orange man costume that I would wear, orange jumpsuit, because that's who the loud Marlin fan is. Diehard Marlin fan and would love to show it no matter where I travel. So some were rude. Get down. Why are you here? This is our park. Go back to go back to Florida. And on that first day, no one really celebrated our engagement. But we did have the opportunity to speak with some players on the field. Quickly, briefly, to see batting practice during the stadium tour. Like Hechevaria. Uh I believe D. Gordon was there too. So that was, and Tommy Kohler, yeah, he was pitching that night, the first night of the two-game series. So it was a great, good experience seeing the ballpark, went over above the green monster, looked down from their seats, which is always cool because you see it on TV and or in movies. And went around, game started. During the game, I uh, 
went to go grab a couple beverages, a couple brews for my wife and I. And I'm getting a beer in a concession area that's pretty much empty. And this nice woman starts talking to me. And she's like, yeah, we're, we live in Florida now, too. We're originally from New York. We're here to see the Marlins as well because she was excited to see someone in Marlins gear. And I go, yeah, uh, what brings you out here? She goes, my son plays for the Marlins. I go, that's cool. Who is he? He goes, Tom Kohler. And that who was is who was pitching that game. So that was pretty neat, uh, speaking with Tommy Kohler's mom. Um, ended up tweeting him how nice she was. She really was. Bought her a beer. Very friendly woman. And uh, her his dad waved to me. He, he came out to get her. Uh, she said she hates watching Tommy pitch because she was always so nervous that he would get injured or something. So uh, it's good. Very nice family. Um, recommend friending Tommy, who's now retired, on uh, Twitter or link or Instagram, I should say. So we watched the first game. They ended up losing. I don't remember if it was a blowout or not. I do remember a couple home runs. We leave the park and come back the next day. So now it's day two. We actually were only there for two and a half days. Quick trip. We did the amphibious tour around the city, saw all the historical revolutionary places from the history of this country. I recommend doing that on the duck tours, I think they were called. Uh, they show you Cheers Bar at the time, which is now closed. And it was overall a nice experience to see a city in the history of America. But fast forwarding to the game, we've been engaged for one day now. Did we celebrate the engagement? Maybe. I hope Justin had music playing in the shower. And we're at the game. This one, I'm in my orange pants. Uh, I'm uh, not in my orange morph suit because it was a little hot that weekend or weekdays. It was during the week. But I am, of course, in my plush Marlins hat. In my Mar black Marlins jersey. Jersey was in a jersey. My wife was in a fiance at the time now. Was in a Marlins shirt. And we snuck down to the third baseline. This, there was no tour on this for this day. But we snuck down to the third baseline to talk to the Marlins on their dugout. Because that's at Fenway where the away team's dugout is. Uh, we're trying to get some balls or an autograph. Jose Fernandez was pitching the next game. So, you know, the day before they pitch, they come watch, even though he wasn't pitching in Boston. And Jose, I had a few conversations with Jose at Marlins Park when I would sit in the Clevelander. Uh, I would sit front row in the Clevelander with, with Jersey often when we'd go to games. We'd go to Sunday games because – they had an, a buffet in the Clevelander, a brunch buffet. So good. And we would talk to Jose there. Um, but we were talking to Jose. He was signing autographs. The light that he brought to games, the energy, the enthusiasm, the happiness, the baseball talks that you would have with him. He was just always so excited. Um, I don't like praising Jose so much. I believe he would have been one of the best pitchers ever in baseball. It's a tragedy that his life ended early. As a human being, he was super nice. 
but I don't like praising him that often because of what happened at the end. But this is a good story to tell. Which I, And again, I love Jose for the Marlins player he was. He made a huge mistake at the end of it, which ended his life and others. But it was funny because he was walking off the field. Jersey didn't doesn't know players, but he, she thought he was cute and wanted his autograph. So she, I bought her an orange hat uh, to bring with us to Fenway, hoping to get on TV. And you would see the orange because that's not their colors. And she chucked her hat at him. And he cursed at her in Spanish, and they would talk. She apologized, obviously. He ended up signing the hat. But that's just who Jose was. Nice, friendly, fun guy who spoke his mind. Rest in peace, rest in peace, Jose. Uh, so that's a good experience. Now we're in the third baseline, and it's uh, about ten minutes to game or twenty minutes, half hour to game start. We see Jessica Blaylock, and Jess, Jess, I waved to her. Of course, she was only with the Marlins at this time for a couple years, if if that. And I wanted to make sure she saw the ring because I told her, tech tweeted her, I'm going to propose to my wife on this trip. So she saw the ring. She was so excited for us, gave us a high five, maybe a hug. And that was that. And we ended up sitting in these seats that were empty. We sat there because we saw they were empty when the game started, hoping to be those guys who sneak down, eventually make it to your own seats when kicked out. So we ended up sitting in those seats. And around the second inning, I started getting tweets to an older Twitter, not the Loud Marlins fan Twitter, but an older Twitter that I used to have, and text messages from friends. We see you on TV. They're talking about you in Jersey. So a cool experience is they did a 30-second or 40-second discussion when they came back from commercial break about my proposal to Jersey, how we're – that's Chase. He's a diehard Marlins fan. Um, his his girlfriend, now fiancé, didn't know her name. They didn't know her name, but that's his girlfriend, now fiancé. And they're here from Florida on a trip. And they made a joke about it because at this point I'm wearing my plush Marlins hat. And after uh, Tommy or Rich Waltz at the time says, I hope he went to Jarrett, but I wonder if he proposed in the Marlins and that plush hat. And they go, I hope not. But she did say yes. So fun experience when we got that recording. Justin had recorded the games on uh, DVR and uh, sent me a a picture of it or a video of it. I actually just posted that on social media. You can see that on my Twitter and Instagram when you decide to listen to this or are listening to this. At Loud Marlins fan. So we ended up winning the second game. I forget who was pitching or whatnot, but we ended up winning the second game. It was a two-game series. So on this trip, I went one and for one. I've only had two losses on the road since I traveled to see the Marlins play. One in Chicago, now one in Boston. I'm like five and five and two on the road. And what an experience. You know, overall in Boston, we left the next morning, but on the way out from the game, we wanted to, I wanted to get something to remember the series or some sort of memorabilia to put on my wall. This time we lived in a house, rented a house in Boca. So there's this team store outside Fenway where they sell 
game used items, memorabilia. And we ended up purchasing the third base from the day I proposed to my wife, which was July 7th, 2015, which I now have on my wall. So I have the game used third base. It still has orange clay on it. Um, and I remember a big poppy hitting home run that series or that game. He, so he definitely stepped on it and it, you see the cleat marks. It's a pretty cool piece. Now getting home with it was a little difficult because they had the actual, uh, metal bracket that you stick into the ground that comes with the base. Don't need that bracket, but I had to go down to the hotel, ask them for a screwdriver, unscrew it, pack the base. And I couldn't fit that bracket into my luggage. So I didn't come home with that, but the base, yes. And now, it, as I said, it's hanging on my wall. So that is my experience in Fenway park where I proposed to my wife in Boston. And one of my Marlins experiences being a diehard loud Marlins fan. One of the originals. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of Loud Marlin Fan Podcast. I have made a ambassador partnership with Fanatics. I am a Marlins ambassador for them. And I have a link that's posted on my social media that where if you use that link to purchase Marlins or any other gear for any other team, not hopefully not on their baseball team, but if you do, teach their own. If you use that link, I do get some credit, so I'd appreciate that. Again, uh, there's no specific link to tell you, but it is in my social media. And I've also been speaking with Biscayne Bay Brewing, uh, who's a South Florida brewery. Uh, they make the Marlins Lager, and it is a wonderful lager. So if you want to make a cool date night, pick some of that up at your local Total Wine or directly from them. And watch some baseball with your significant other. This has been the proposal, the Loud Marlin Fan Podcast. I thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed telling you the story about my proposal and my trip to Boston. And I hope that you're around for the next one. So thank you. Let's go Marlins. Let's freaking go. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you.